We did it. You did it. We're here. Episode four. I am your host for this evening. My name is K.R. Brooks, and with me, as always, is my lovely partner in horror, Nate Waters. What's up, everybody? I am very excited for this episode. Not only do we have a really cool film to review, but we also have another guest. Everyone, please welcome our very good friend and longtime Into the Void Films veteran actress, Sheila O'Connor. Hello. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I know. It's, it's awesome having you here. And it's awesome <laughs> bringing on guests and, and uh, in this ever-evolving world of, of podcasting. <laughs> So, so it's been a been a pretty long time since we got the chance to catch up. So how are things in your world, Sheila? Things are good. Things are good and, and weird, obviously, for everybody, right? I mean, mm-hmm. um, anyone that is in the performing arts field has taken a huge hit um, and trying to figure out how to stay creative and also put food on the table. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a, mm-hmm. that's a normal balancing act anyway, but when the um the opportunities are so few and far between you gotta you gotta make choices so i um i got a different day job which is fine i really like it you know life is good i got i got health care <laughs> um yeah. and i'm still going on auditions which is the main thing um auditions are totally different now because auditions are on zoom mm-hmm. and it's very strange um so uh, there are opportunities for self-tape where you can like prep something and send it in and, you know, really try to light it and make it as, as pretty as you, as you can. But then the, the times when you go in on a Zoom audition, you're really at the mercy for, for what they're asking for, um, which is interesting and, and very strange. Uh, and then sometimes people don't like turn their mics off and, oh gosh, there's all sorts of. Wasn't that, uh, there that video with, I forget his name, like Luke, what's his name, Luke Cage, that actor where he, uh, the director was talking shit about his apartment. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I, you know what? When I saw that, I was like, he wasn't actually saying that much. Like, no, not I really. Think, I thought that the guy was just kind of saying, like, you know, people are really trying. They're doing, you yeah, know, that's how apartment. I took it. That's how I took it. And like, right. obviously, it's a short clip. So, like, what do I know? But I, I, I kind of felt for the guy. <laughs> like, you never mean to. The you director. Know, to yeah, no, no. He, I, from my interpretation, he was just saying these poor actors, man. That like they're trying to just hustle and do auditions yeah. from their apartments, but you know, you could take the words those poor people or whatever and then people kind of yeah. turn into <laughs> those being poor the sage asshole those poor people yeah, these poor people, <laughs> poor people. <laughs> tiny apartments and that, he was really sorry too he was like i'm so fucking sorry that's not what and i meant the actor, the actor took it so well too he was like, was like so what, what he was he was like well hey you gotta hire me and then hire me and i'll get a better place. place right exactly. <laughs> yeah, i love that <laughs> right oh god so I he thought that took was it really well Oh, he totally did. And, and I think, uh, you know, auditioning is, is like, it's fun. I think as an actor, I've gotten really good at enjoying my, you know, six minutes to, to act and perform whenever I get to audition, whether it's for a commercial or for a scene in a, in a show or something like that. I always try to dig in and really enjoy the, the few minutes that you get, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, at least I acted today. I might not have done anything else, but I acted. But it's hard when there's less opportunity not only are you not getting the the chance to even audition as much but um you know there's just less people hiring because of they're they're keeping sets very small they're not hiring as many proliferate characters if they can so there's all these things that they're doing to try to stay safe and um so when you're on the other end of that you're like and i you just want you want to get to the next step of like the really fun stuff when you get to really perform you know Mm -hmm. so it's hard when 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 all you're doing is auditioning and i know a lot of actor friends will agree that like you know auditioning isn't always fun you try to make it fun but um when that's when that's all that you're doing it is tough but i'm i'm thankful for so much knock on wood you know we're healthy like i said i got a job i got a job things are good right i look forward to the day that we can like go see a show that we could have a big set that like you know the smaller like the movies that we were making that those mm-hmm. could safely mount again and, and do some work like that that to me is when when we'll really have turned the corner until then um can you have me on your podcast all the time so we can at least talk about <laughs> movies <laughs> we are officially electing you yeah. as our third host i will like seriously i'll show up all the time because i i i think more than anything else you miss the community right you miss the oh, people yeah. you work with yeah. the people that you make stuff with and yeah. 
So, so that's what I'm, I'm most looking forward to. And what I'm most thankful for tonight is the chance to just talk and hang out with you guys and talk about oh, movies yeah. and art oh, yeah. and scary but, movie um, stuff. Just geek out a little bit. <laughs> well, that's something. Exactly. Oh, sorry, Kev. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, um, I guess kind of something I wanted to, to jump off with, uh, if I could, would, would be just to say that we actually met, uh, Kevin and I met Sheila when we were doing auditions for our first short film, Void. Mm-hmm. And um, this was in like what, like 2012? Oh, I think it might have even been earlier. Than Eleven. That. When when yeah, when were 11. when were you guys seniors? <laughs> 2000. Uh, I mean, somewhere around when, there, you know. I mean, like, still, I think I think still I might have. Yeah, but I think I, um, I don't remember what. I might have been like a third year or something. But yeah, I was kind of mm. towards the tail end. But um, you came out and auditioned for us, and we thought you gave a wonderful audition. But for some reason, we're dum-dums and we went with someone else. And that, that's something that, you know, I, we think uh, the actress that we went with did a great job. But that's one of my kind of regrets, I would say, is that we, I wish we would have went with you for that one. Just because that would have been so cool to have you on that set. And I just think it would have been a blasty blast. So that's what I wanted to kick it off with. And just to kind of preface it with saying that we're filmmakers, we're behind the camera most of the time. So for us, kind of putting ourselves out there in more of a public way is is certainly a little bit strange and a little bit disarming. So that's kind of something I, that I want to talk to you about as an actor that, you know, you guys put yourselves out there all the time. And I think a lot of people don't really appreciate the, the amount of rejection that actors face oh God, yeah. all the time. It's like, I mean, I don't even know statistically what the ratio would be, but for like every one success, there's this many knows that you get right oh yeah and i used i used to keep like you know um like a spreadsheet going of how many auditions i was getting called out for what kind of type of content it was like is it a voiceover is it a commercial mm-hmm. is it a guest spot is it you know that kind of thing and then i would literally track um how many of those turned into callbacks how mm-hmm. many of those turned into bookings and i would like keep the the like rolling ratios going every month mm-hmm. and um at certain points it was really helpful of like, Oh, look at how much turnover I'm getting or like this. And a callback is, is pretty much just as good as like getting the job. Cause it just means that they're consistently trusting you to, to, to do well and to book. Um, but at, at, at other stages, you're like, Oh my God, my, my turnover percentage is so poor right now that it's just so disheartening. Um, but you're right. The, I was trying to explain it to my uncle one time, you know, uh, of, of, being in the business or whatever. And I was like, well, I, you know, sometimes I go on 20 to 30 auditions a month. And this is in the before times. I'm not going on that many right now, but sometimes 20 to 30 auditions a month. Sometimes I hear back from 15 of them. Sometimes I hear back from none of them. <laughs> Could you imagine going on 30 job audit, yeah. like job yeah. interviews and, a yeah. month? And no one yeah. says anything. You'd be like, what am and I No even- call. No, no feedback. Yeah. And in fact, in fact, no feedback is usually good. Cause then there's like, they'll really only give feedback if something was really terrible. Like they'll mm-hmm. call your agent and be like, wow, they really face planted today. Um, <laughs> which is the call you never want to get. Right. I got a call one time from, <laughs> I got a call one time from a casting agency. They called my, my, um, agent and just said, can Sheila buy a different shirt? Holy shit. Really? <laughs> 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 Apparently I had been wearing the same shirt to too many auditions and too many people had seen it and they were just like, can she just wear anything else to the audition? I was like, but I love that shirt. Yeah, to be honest, that, that was crazy? why you didn't get the void part because we were like, you know, that shirt, mm, I don't know. I knew it, Kevin. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Well, I'm glad I know the reason now. And, and I, I did take the note. The truth comes out. <laughs> Truth will out. But but Kevin just wrote in big sharpie <laughs> that shirt that, underline underline. Great, great actor, but that shirt though. <sighs> and Nate, didn't I, we didn't we have a because this was like our first audition process that we did together. Didn't we have um like a notebook and some we we d- devised some sort of uh like being secret, like t- secret t- note taking to be like, oh wait, we really like this person. I can't yeah. remember what it was. It was like it was like if I go, <laughs> then, you, then, then you know it's good. But if I go like, it was like something like really arbitrary like that. But I remember we totally had a little like lingo thing. I think you, because you were filming them, you would like motion on the lens in a particular way. Remember? Oh, interesting. So, so like you would like code. You would go like, 
<laughs> you know yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah. You know they can't see you, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I Kevin does. Kevin does. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 that's a good point. Kevin, Kevin would like hold up his hand in a certain way, like by the lens, and or like itch his face in a certain way, and I'd be like, okay, it was a good audition. So, yeah, I like, forgot all about that. Like that you know, first baseman signals or whatever. Exactly. But that, that that's the stuff too, is that like, um, there's like this really small world, like you see a lot of the same people when you do auditions. Mm-hmm. And, and like every time I would do like a breakdown express thing, uh, or like an actor's access audition notice, I was always seeing Sheila. And I was like, Sheila's super active. She's out there and she's auditioning for all this stuff. So I think like, as soon as we had something that worked, we wanted to call you and, and bring you in. And I'm trying to remember the was the next thing, uh, Grand Guignol. Absolutely, well, yeah. That was that was our first O Fish, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I wanted to get to. It's like you've been with us for such a long time, starring in such films as A Night at the Grand Guignol, Everything Is Dead at the Flower Shop, In Hiding, and Let's All Go to the Lobby. So I don't think I've missed anything. I think that was all of them. And then the 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 project TBD. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the Wilbur's one, but then there's the other one that, then, that we shot the inserts of that we can't talk about yet. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Teasers inco- coming. Project later. Incognito. <laughs> but right. the, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, when you say it like that, it's, it's awesome. And like, I always love when I get the call from you guys, like, hey, do you want to like get together and do a thing this week? I'm like, of course I do. Whatever it is, I want to, I want to do that thing always so uh first of all thank you for for keeping my numbers in your phones and uh <laughs> and know that i will always uh answer the call it's like the bat phone like i will i will always pick up <laughs> well thank you but for yeah, we, answering yeah yeah right exactly we just wanted to thank you for being such a large part of itv over the years and um it's a pleasure to have you on this podcast so. absolutely you guys and you're making you yeah making me blush over here <laughs> so without further ado Listen to us as we hack and slash the Archduke of Nightmares, Psycho Goreman, or PG for short, and see what other antics we get up to. This is Those Who Remain. Before we jump into Psycho Goreman, we're going to go ahead and preface this with a spoiler alert. We're going to spoil spoil the the fuck out of this movie. movie. We're going to go into the plot of the movie, the the characters, who lives and who dies, all that shit that you don't want spoiled for you before you watch a movie. So hit the pause button, go check out Psycho Goreman, or PG for short, and come back and enjoy our breakdown of the movie. Yeah, so I I am so excited about this film. Um, for all of you, like, like we just said, you should have watched it by now, but if you have not, and you still want to listen, that's okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to hype it up. So like, it yeah, probably yeah. will just get you amped to go and watch it. Right. So Psycho Goreman is, um, after unearthing a gem, or let me do this in the, let me do this in a better voice. After unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. There you go. <laughs> Can I tell you how much joy that just brought me? Yeah, because the great. whole the whole thing feels like a like a great 80s throwback thing anyway. So like getting yeah. that like classic trailer voice was so right. necessary. Like, oh my God, Kevin, you just like that was awesome. <laughs> was that so, <laughs> so this film, I, so I loved it. Um, yeah. I don't think it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoy super ridiculous, over-the-top films. Um, yeah. And, you know, I like other stuff, too, but I just lo- like, it can be the craziest shit, and it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> it could be the weirdest thing in the world, and I will love it. And that's kind of what Psycho Gorman is. It's just this amalgamation of all of these movies and eighties and, and with using practical effects and with mixed with uh, stop motion and CGI and, and all this yeah. fun stuff. And it's just awesome. Um, I completely agree. I would describe it almost as like if Power Rangers did a huge line of cocaine and then pulled <laughs> yeah. and then pulled yeah. a little bit of Mortal Kombat into it. Can I tell with- you, I have 
we were my so my husband and I were watching it together, and we literally like at the same time were like, "But Power Rangers, though, right?" Oh, totally. <laughs> well, I mean, like when the when the kids are playing Crazy Ball at the beginning of the movie, that guitar solo is like literally the Power Rangers solo, <laughs> and like there's so many good Power Rangers references. I loved it. And, like the the round table of all the aliens, like that totally yeah. felt like Power Rangers, or like when when he's about to fight all of the uh, like the ex you know guys that used to be on his team like that that whole crew felt like a right like totally. you know they just got dropped down yeah, and... it was like goldar and yeah, and yeah. well what's <laughs> the one guy's name was the one dude's name was dark scream which i was like that's like the most fucking like super villain name like we're just like so dark good. scream i should have known and i love oh god there's like i feel like i could talk about each of the fun characters like oh, the, the, sure. make, the make the makeup team and like Oh my god, the 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 kind of wormy brain guy in the in the round Skeleton. table of aliens where he had like the glass dome over his head he and was he was my just favorite. like teeth. He was, he was so my favorite. Yeah, he, kept, like, he kept like like freaking yeah, like, out. Like, <laughs> and she, they covered his eyes when she crushed. <laughs> he reminded me of um like the aliens from Mars Attacks. Oh hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. Oh my god, because uh, those teeth. Yeah. Completely, completely. <laughs> but, uh, before we get uh, too deep in the movie, I just want to say it, uh, it was written and directed by Stephen Konstansky, and he's part of Astron Six, which is a whole collective. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with. They uh, did Manborg, they did the Father's Day uh, movie for Troma, they did the Editor, and uh, I think mo- most recently the Void, which I know Kev is a huge fan of. Um, so I just wanted to preface with that uh, the director has like a huge list of of genre creds before this and it uh i watched an interview with him where he was saying like all the cool sci-fi shit that we all liked so much he totally just had ready to go but it was actually more of a challenge trying to nail like the human stuff like the relationship between a brother and a sister but all the sci-fi stuff he was like i had it ready like in my back pocket i mean he's been doing it for so long oh yeah he does makeup effects as well yeah like he's a master at it so and 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 anyone anyone will know that by just watching the void um And just and to how, me, yeah, that, that says like what a master he is. Like his, the tones of the two films couldn't be more different, but like they're both like within the worlds that he's created for each, tone perfect. Like right. you know exactly the type of uh, you know what to expect from the, the tone that he sets, which is just so cool. So I I know we're just gonna you know uh, talk you know great things about this film <laughs> the whole time, but I will bring up one thing that I noticed. There's probably two things. The one thing, you know, I'll start with I'll start with the the Mimi first, the the little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn, she was fucking annoying by the end of it. <laughs> but I think she was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think was by design, you know, it was designed. She was supposed to be that annoying sister that you just like shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's 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 like he said he was having uh you know writing a relationship that makes sense between the siblings like if that was really tough for him, I think it's something that he actually kind of nails because your siblings don't like have like an arc or like grow when they're nine you know like yeah, they just are. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's just right. gonna be herself and she's just gonna be yeah. a little little turd. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like that's so. Yeah, I, I kind of, I can, I can appreciate the fact that they didn't like force a uh, a growth story on on the nine year old, or like an explanation of why she is such a turd. Like they're not like, oh, yeah. this happened to her. They're just like, she's just a kid. This is how <laughs> yeah, she right. is. You know. If there had to be like a subtitle for this, like Psycho Gorman, no explanation needed. It's like the whole movie. They <laughs> they don't force any explanation for what's happening. The friend got turned into a brain. He just is now. He's fine. He's here. He's not turning back. (laughs) So so like in the synopsis, these two, a brother and sister stumble upon this gem that that they, she somehow opens this box by, uh, or guessing the password, by guessing the the secret unguessable password. (laughs) <laughs> the unknowable sequence. She like right. eeny meeny miny moes it. She's like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and first try opens this up and and releases Psycho Gorman, um, or the Archduke of Nightmares as he likes to be called, but they promptly rename him. <laughs> um, and I just I love like his character is amazing, and I and and Nate before the podcast you had 
brought this up that, um, and this kind of goes back to how I felt about the Blair Witch is the backstory of all of this is just awesome. Like I could have a whole movie on just Psycho Gorman adventures and I would I'm sorry, be give so Give me like thrilled. a series, right? Like I yeah, could totally see him like going to planets, messing yep. stuff up. Like I could right. see his whole like origin story. Like I, I give, yep. give me 15 episodes of that for sure. Sign me up. It's like an animated thing, like uh, like he, like He-Man style, or you know, right. like uh, th- Thundercats <laughs> style, like, and that's what it reminded me of too. And it's like um, every time he would start a story about his his past, I was like, "This is awesome!" And then yeah. like they, the kids would be like, "Shut up, we don't care." And I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> like I just wanted to hear more about that stuff. Like, because I'm I'm just a super nerd about all that sci-fi stuff. So like when he brings in his um his his what do you say like his his uh henchmen that are supposed mm-hmm. to have been like awaiting his return the paladins obsidian like those guys are amazing <laughs> each of them has like a really cool design like there's the shrunken head princess lady oh my god the there's shrunken the... head witch was definitely like... <laughs> there's the barrel of bodies and the, you know there's um the big the, the big rock lady with the, the rose in her chest and then oh, colossus man. 3000 <laughs> With yeah, a spirit like, on his shoulder. Yeah, and he's like, ah, like a little boy. So like whenever those guys <laughs> popped up in the movie, I was like, this is so fucking awesome because it just felt like Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think one of the greatest things about all that was that the, the character design, not only were they awesome, but it didn't matter if they had a tiny part in the film or a large part. They still gave it their all for every single character that they created for this film. And so awesome. many good like makeups like just so many good makeups i thought Uh the design of uh of psycho gorman himself pg himself was awesome the like highlighter pink like veins and stuff like oh man he He just reminded me such a cool look kind of like a dwarf or something like a lord of the rings orc kind of totally in the the face with his teeth and yeah he reminded me of uh like the creeper from jeepers creepers can we also talk about the way he would okay uh, again we already said spoiler alerts right (laughs) Right. but the way he would like open up his mouth to eat things (laughs) and consume everything like big oh gosh guys those big flappy things you guys will never unsee this (laughs) (laughs) that's so gnarly so gnarly but like just when you think this that the this movie couldn't like you know ratchet something up to the next thing you know two heads would explode it was just like it never stopped it was so much fun it was definitely a fun drive-in kind of movie and i wish i wish i had seen it in that kind of space i I saw it you know on a on a 27 inch mac you know which i mean this would have been a great one for uh for 400 north oh that would have been awesome yeah i know i missed that place so much it was the gym but what i love about like this movie because my uh, my husband and i have we love horror movies let's start there but we have been doing some really fun deep dives on on movies lately this was not at all what i was expecting like it was so fun and so funny um like it was such a nice departure from some of the horror films that we've been watching lately we've been watching a lot of like heavy and you know very either very scary or like emotionally heavy you know midsomars and hereditaries of of the world's um you know which they're great horror films they're great films they're they're beautiful but it was fun to just be like okay now we're gonna do a song in the garage and (laughs) sing about frig you and (laughs) 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 like it was it was a really fun jaunt like it was just it was a joy (laughs) i agree and i actually i i uh did Psycho Gorman, and then the next night I did Hereditary. So it's like talk <laughs> talk about just complete stark contrast and oh, content. Man. You should have totally done in the other order because. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like a, you need that palate cleanser, and then I'm doing. Uh, I did Midsummer today because we're talking about mm. Ari Aster tomorrow with a, a friend of ours. So I was just like, awesome. I, I got to refresh on these movies. And in Midsummer, I haven't like I didn't watch the whole thing uh, in one sitting. I just watched it in chunks. And even oh, now, yeah. it's like, I just don't have the time to watch the two and a half hour whole thing at once, you know? And it's yeah, so I have to good. Go back and, I have to go back and watch that one for sure. That's one of my favorite, like, modern horror films is Midsommar. I just yeah. absolutely love that movie. I wanted to talk about the other thing that I fe- felt was odd in the movie. Mm. And I don't know if you guys noticed. I know I mentioned this to Nate earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. before he even <laughs> saw it. But 
There was a weird amount of ADR in that film. Yeah, the ADR really stood out to me as well. And, and I we, want to know what happened. Yeah, like was the sound that poor when they were shooting or was it just, it was outdoors. And so maybe, who knows, we were just talking about it earlier. Maybe they were by an airport or maybe there was True. something else right. going on and, and so much of their outdoor, because everything's on location. Mm-hmm. So maybe they ended up not being able to use a lot of their sound. But the other thing I was thinking is that it is, a lot of it feels like, late 90 or late 80s early 90s kind of feel which those era uh films often had a, a lot of adr so maybe it was a nod but maybe. for me maybe the, for me the adr really did stand out i was like oh this is yeah a lot it of was, this is hard it was but, weird because like you I, I, mean, I was looking at some of the scenes i'm like well i'm like okay other than like a plane I'm like what mm-hmm. could be, it'd be it would just be like mimi and and luke her brother talking in the backyard i'm like and you couldn't get a good take out of that. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and, that is weird. yeah. And so those those scenes stood out. Like the ones where like everyone's in a very thick mask. I get totally so, understandable. Total, yeah. And that's like not bother me whatsoever. Like I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. And even it, that to me again, it kind of plays into that Power Rangers feel where like everything mm-hmm. was dubbed. So like their mouths are moving a little bit, but like you're thinking, well, they're probably gonna dub this into like seven languages. So maybe they're not <laughs> making their mouths move that much, you know? Right. So, but it, it had that feel of like almost pantomime for right. a lot of, of stuff, which, and okay, going back to what you were saying either, earlier, it's not for everybody, but this no. is just a joyful jaunt. Like if you yeah. if you lean into the fact that this is just going to be fun, you're in for a lot of like heads exploding and great monsters and and thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, just go into it knowing it. that's a yeah. Go into it knowing that it's a ridiculous movie. <laughs> yeah, and it, for me the thing is too is like I would catch myself like the one the thing I criticized the most was like I felt the dad character was kind of random, and I hears yeah. like yeah. the whole thing with him being like really am i lazy am i that lazy <laughs> like that was his whole arc and i felt yeah. like they just did that to give the dad yeah like to give the dad some more action in the script or something because i felt like that was kind of weird well i mean other than that it's like if that's what i'm hung up about in a movie about an alien that's being controlled by a little girl then maybe I, you know, i'm paying attention to the wrong part of the movie so i would yeah. kind of pull myself out of it and be like yeah whatever but other than that, though, like paying I, attention too too much. Yeah, <laughs> you no, just gotta watch it and let it happen. Yeah, I, it always makes me think of that line in Scream Four when the one girl's like, "Whoever wrote this," um, or I think someone says, "Like you're overthinking this," and she goes, "Or whoever wrote this underthought it." So it's just like <laughs> it, 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 it's it's one of those. And I'm not saying this guy underthought it. I'm just saying you know. But I think with this movie, anything that they do is definitely by design in a, attempt to just be a silly romp, like Sheila was saying, you know. So yeah, as I, soon as I, I think, thought that, I was like, yeah, forget about it. I feel like the director had like a notebook of monsters and he's like, I just want to put all these put monsters in a movie. In a movie. <laughs> I yeah. have all these like ideas, like they're aliens and, and I, I just want to put them all in this movie. And he does. And he has really fun head explosions. He's got a melt, the melting cop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How good is that? Like electrocuted melted cop. He's so good. Or the, yeah. the first guy that he like half kills and he's like, Oh my god! That, I think that was the coolest scene, in my opinion. Probably yeah. the best part of the movie, in my opinion. That, like, yeah. even though it's messed up, just the whole idea of like when they, it's like Hellraiser when, when they when they push that guy <laughs> over and he yeah. explodes and his mouth is like, "Thank you." The, yeah, the, little, the little half corner of the mouth on the floor. Thank you. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. <laughs> there is so much like, uh, what's the right word for it? We're like they just don't care. It was like no explanation. Just come along or don't. Yeah. You know, just unabashed. We're gonna get crazy and silly, yeah. and if you know, buy a ticket, take the ride. You know, and yeah. It's yeah. kind of like for me, tr- trying to find things to be super critical about in a movie that's this fun is like going on a roller coaster and being like, I don't like the the color they painted the rails. Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't like the kind of material they used for the the support beams. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, was it fun? And that's all. You know, that's that's the point. And I find that like maybe I'm not a great film critic because of that. Because generally, like if the movie is meant to be fun and enjoyable, I I'm the person that will go in and be like, I loved it. It was great. It was a lot Same. of fun. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm inclined to enjoy the movie that I'm watching. Um, but I I really do mean it that like we laughed out loud. We thought it was so much fun. Like oh my god, it really was. It was just a joy. There's nothing yeah. else to say about that. Yeah. Just enjoy yourself. Buckle in and enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, Sheila, if you had to rate the film, 
what would you rate it? Well, um, one being no heads exploding and 10 being um, <laughs> 100 all heads, heads exploding. <laughs> all the heads exploding. I give it a, a resounding 10. But right. like truly in terms of like joy factor, I definitely give it an eight. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like technically was it, the ADR is weird. So if right. you were going to give it like, is it a, is it the best technically made movie or was, you know, was it, was it arty or anything like that? No, like don't even think about those things. Did you enjoy yourself on that scale at a solid eight? I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Nice. Nate. I give it uh one paladin obsidian. <laughs> um, I give it uh Let's see, what's the name? One Templar Pandora. Ooh, and yeah. I give it one Gygax. Which is just, just one Gygax? Yeah, just, well, just one Gygax. <laughs> no, but I, I love the movie. I, I I echo everything that Sheila said. I thought it was just a really fun time. It's like it just reminds you of just, you know, the stuff you loved as a kid, like Power Rangers, yeah. Mega Man, like just, you know, video games, and it is just a silly, good, bloody time at the movies. <laughs> bloody good time yes yes what would you give it kevin uh so i give this film psycho gorman pg um 100 bloody skull spacesuit dudes <laughs> oh that bloody skull spacesuit dude was just yeah. guys he's watch the movie watch the movie just for that little dude because he's i just want to move that guy and everybody has nothing. lore. Yeah. Like on the on the website, they they have a backstory for all of those characters. I was going on there, and I was like, "This is Hell crazy." Yeah. Oh, of course they do. I love it so much. I literally, uh, yeah, I want I want a spinoff movie of just that uh, crazy brain alien. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just the noises he makes. Arr, arr. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, all right. Well, that that wraps rated. up. That wraps up. Psycho Goreman. So Sheila, we met you uh, on a on a on a film project, and we uh, met you as an actor. But we know that you know you have so many other hobbies and passions outside of that. So we kind of just wanted to open up the the floor to you and and have you tell us uh, a little bit about your story and sort of you know what growing up was like for you and sort of how you got interested in the things you like and you know just tell everyone at home, I guess, a little bit about Sheila O'Connor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, as big so, as that is. No, no. I'll just I'll tell you the whole thing. Well, I was once upon a time. No. Um, I was born in Chicago. Um, I've got a What's big your social security number. Yeah. <laughs> and all major credit card numbers, please. <laughs> For us to continue, we will need a social. <laughs> Can you let us know your best friend's name? What's your dad's middle name? What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> just in case. Um. <laughs> Just totally straightforward questioning here. Um, but no, I was, I was born and raised in Chicago. I feel like a really lucky Chicagoan. Um, you know, this this is a, is a very cool city and it was very fun to grow up in. I've got a, a just a ton of cousins. I've got, I think, somewhere in the ballpark of 40 first cousins. Um, wow. I know. And then that, that doesn't even count like the second cousins or like, you know, first cousins, ones, like my cousin's kids, like that's the parties are ridiculous. We literally back in the before times, Thanksgivings were, you know, you'd eat in shifts, like, all right, 10 and under, it's your turn. And then right. ten, 10 to 15, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, grew up in Chicago. I uh, went, uh, I was in theater and stuff when I was a kid, played lots of sports, obviously. Um, my mom worked for the Chicago Park District growing up. So we, we did whatever sport was going. If, it was basketball or swimming or, you know, in the summers we were on the lakefront um, in a junior lifeguarding program growing up. So, so uh, that was awesome growing up at the beach every summer. Um, but we, I also did theater at the parks. And so I was, I was in two shows a year starting at age six at Saganash Park in uh, on the North side of Chicago um, at, you know, Peterson and Pulaski, which I think are two of the best Chicago words to say Peterson and Pulaski um <laughs> Saganash yeah. Park um but, uh I'm very thankful to that program because it, it kicked it all off and um I did a couple of like professional shows when I was a kid and um and then did some shows in high school decided to go to theater decided to get a degree in theater when I went to to college I went to Loyola University Chicago um and 
and yeah, I mean, I still played sports. I played water polo in high school. I played for my club team in college. So there was always other stuff going on, but um, acting was always the through line. I got a, uh, I got a, I got to do a semester abroad. I got to do a semester in Oxford, England with the British American Dramatic Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a Shakespeare intensive. And I thought, of course, well, now I'm only going to do Shakespeare, which <laughs> is, of course, not what happened. Um, <laughs> someday someone's going to hire me to, you know, be a nurse or something. It'll be great. Um, but I, uh, I, loved, I loved the Shakespeare uh, experience. And then when I came back from that, I graduated from school and went right into Second City and I did the conservatory at Second City. So I have a background in Shakespeare and improv. Um, And then right after that was when I started to do more film auditions, which is probably right around the time I met you guys, Um, which is so fun and was a totally different challenge. So the background is, is pretty varied. Um, But yeah, it, all, all roads l- led to Rome in terms of scary movies. I never thought that um, when I was a kid, I hated scary movies. I hated being scared. I didn't enjoy it. Like I thought, um, what's the one with Johnny Depp? Uh, Sleepy Hollow. That scared oh, yeah. the crap. That scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I know. I was like fully terrified of that film. Yep. Um, I feel like I'm talking really fast because I don't want to be talking about myself. So now like oh. when I'm talking about a movie, I'm like, oh, let's talk about Sleepy Hollow. Um, <laughs> But that like you're so humble, Sheila. I know. I just I just let's get let's get this part over with. Um, But but, um, yeah, no, I I, like I would have if you had told me then that I would have ended up like being really into scary movies, then getting the chance not only to be into them but be in them, I would have been like, "You're a crazy person." That's not true. Um, But it's it's pretty cool that I've gotten the chance to do both, um, which is awesome. My. uh, my wonderful husband, I met him in college and he was the one that started me on scary movies. So it's all his fault, really. Um, <laughs> was, was he a huge fan growing up? Like, oh, was... huge scary movie fan. Huge this whole life. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and I just wanted to still hang out with him. And I was like, oh, yeah. I think that's, that's kind of, that, that's definitely Amy too. Like, she's like, a lot of the stuff you watch, I would never watch. Yeah. Like, I would have never stumbled upon PG, you know? And like, she's oh. sitting here watching this and she's like, I don't really like, like really like this movie but like i appreciate why you why you, why you like it and i was like that's I, all that's all i can ask for i don't even like i don't expe- so funny i would never expect her to be like yeah i love cannibal holocaust this is a great movie right. you know but it's cool that, now, she, that she watches them with me sometimes totally but now like it's 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 something that like i i truly do enjoy yeah. um one of the things i did in college was that i took an intro to a horror i took a pardon me a horror film class and it was all about like history of horror film and um it was um first of all it was amazing jeff harder at loyola i I hope you're still teaching there because you're a wonder um and it was just amazing and it made me really appreciate scary movies and scary stories because i've always liked a scary story i loved goosebumps I love right i love reading some goosebumps are you afraid of the dark though of course like Okay, and I know, like, no one can see this, but, like, watching Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, through my fingers, you know, like, it was terrifying to me, but I, I still enjoyed that. Um, but most other scary movies, I was like, I'm not watching this, like, turn this off, I'm not, I'm not okay. enjoying this. But, but a scary book, that I could always get into, and I loved Goosebumps or um, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Do you remember that anthology? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh great stuff, which they made the, made the movie out of recently, mm-hmm. but, um, oh, my God, that stuff was always really fun for me. So we uh we found we found the scary movie like starter kit okay like so what should we start with to to get us into and enjoying scary movies and i'm really glad that we did um because now there's some of my favorite movies that i watch because i think nobody expects a scary movie to have like a lot of heart or or a lot of story or and and uh and it scary movies have this great sneaky way of being like oh yes you think we're just talking about this spooky spooky creature over here yeah. but really we're talking about all this, this whole, other important stuff yeah like which who would have who known like a zombie like night of the living dead like a, which is like on one level a zombie a zombie movie and then on this whole other level it's about like the societal breakdown of humans right no yeah. I, I love you saying that because yeah. it's so true horror is like the one genre that like on one level kind of seems a little trashy like people kind of yeah. look at it like it's a step above like pornography and there, sometimes and it's and like there is right. totally trashy horror like trashy horror, horror. doesn't exist oh, Sure. Absolutely. But there's also there's also trashy 
romance. There's also yeah. trash. Like there's, there, yeah, there is everything. Everything. <laughs> but and, I think and there's beautiful horror. Horror, among all the other genres, really has that ability to to like you said, it's kind of showing you one hand while the other hand is really kind of you know doing something else. And yeah. so like they're able to to sneak in all kinds of like wonderful themes and issues and stuff like that. Have you guys seen the girl with the gifts yet? No, I want to so bad. Please put that on your list. We we watched that recently and it's, it's so good. And the young actress that is the lead in it is just a revelation. She's so good. She's so good. There's things that she does where I'm like, well, I should probably just quit because she's just the best at everything. (laughs) (laughs) She's just the best little actor on the planet and I'm just going to go home. (laughs) Yeah, I get that way when I watch movies though that are like super well directed. I'll just be like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, I think that's everybody. It's yeah. hard not to. I, I mean, the same thing. Like. It's hard not to. I mean, but like, but the 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 thing is, is that you don't teeter into being a dick. You, it's it's totally cool to have a moment where you're like, motherfucker. But then you go back <laughs> and that, but that was so good, you know? Because yeah. like, I, I I know people that won't clap at something that they know was good because they think it's like an insult yeah. to their own like worth and it's like just be happy for other people because that energy comes back on you if you're being a miserable troll all the time it's like no wonder you feel that way you know i couldn't agree more with that but i'm I'm glad that you brought up like how you were scared of horror films when you were younger and stuff because i'm not afraid to say that i was a big baby when i was younger but but big but you but but I, you were were you also as tall like are yeah, you like oh yeah light? i was always six foot nine always. So he was from, literally a big baby yeah I, <laughs> i'm the same like, little man dude i mean i, I could tell you some of the ones that that really affected me for a long time the the first one that i remember was the shining mm. we watched it at a family party and i was probably god i don't know nine years old or something oh, no, like that, that would ruin you that would ruin you and at dude, nine you're like almost not. the same age as the kid in it yeah. <laughs> right right dude the the fucking the the chick in the bathtub man oh, oh my it. god that <laughs> scarred me for a long time and i never went back to watch that movie until i was probably i don't know 20 something years old because i was oh, so scared god. of it i did not want to watch it because it, it was i was like hell no so um i was with my buddy and i'm like okay He's, he had never seen the film. I'm like, there's this, it's The Shining. It's, everyone knows it. It's fucking scary. As, <laughs> the scariest fucking movie I've ever seen. And we sat there in my room watching this movie. And when we got to the, when we got to the part with the lady in the fucking bathtub, we were literally, I had hyped it up so much for him that we were both with our hands over our eyes peeking through <laughs> Try, and then we and then we saw it, we're like oh that's it oh it's it's really <laughs> like not that oh scary. okay that's I guess not... it was just scary to a nine year old yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I mean I remember that movie freaks me out too when Shelley Duvall's leaving the hotel and she sees all the different ghosts and it's like oh, great yeah. great party isn't it like that fucked me <laughs> up for sure and uh, Jeepers me? Creepers the ending of that oh. movie is traumatizing I uh it, like I zooms saw an... through the guy's face or whatever fuck that yeah. There was an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark that that ruined me, and my mom was like, "You're not watching that show anymore," because there was like a, there was like a like a haunted pool, and we were swimmers. We had like we had swim team and 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 stuff that we had to go to, but there was a haunted pool. It was like literally built on an Indian burial ground, like pretty standard ghost stuff, right? And uh, and people were like dying in the pool, but they didn't know like how they were dying. Like they were like getting pulled down to the bottom and drowned, and my I literally was so scared for like weeks going to swim practice and I was like you are never watching that show ever again because you have to get in the pool you have a race tomorrow <laughs> like we don't have time for this right <laughs> there's no monsters get in the floor get in the water <laughs> how old were you uh, did you say oh god that was that was probably like well so it's Nickelodeon um you know, so like nineties. So I was yeah. probably like like eight. The yeah. perfect age to watch that kind of stuff where per- it's like perfect age to get like ruined. I'm like, yep. oh my god. I mean, I still imagine the shark from Jaws when I close my eyes out in the water, you know. I don't think that ever <laughs> right. goes away. No, that never goes away. Everyone hears the bottom. Those yeah. two that's all dun, you dun, need, dun, two dun, notes. Dun, dun, dun. The other film, the one other film that, that really stands out to me that just scared the ever living shit out of me came out in nineteen ninety nine. So I was eleven years old. And that was House on Haunted Hill. 
Yes. I went to the theater with my two aunts. They took an 11-year-old <laughs> to see this movie. Like you do. I was traumatized. Dude, <laughs> I would imagine. When you when you when they're looking at like the tapes of the fucking doctor and all, all looking out the... and fucking walking all creep, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I had nightmares for the longest fucking time. But there's a lot of uh there's a lot of ownership in like making horror like anything that you were scared of now you can be the one like behind the scare and there there's a lot of strength in that that's actually that's one of the things that helped me get out of a few scares we we were acting in a haunted house one time and it's like well you can't be scared when you're the one scaring people right you know and 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 i was probably seven or eight kind of same sort of age um and we did a we did a, a haunted house at you know the bell tower um at irving uh, and mm-hmm. the lakefront, the like big bell tower yeah. at the front mm-hmm. of the lakefront there. Yeah. Um, we did we did a haunted house in there for the park oh. district one year, and it was it was cool getting to be the person scaring people. Like you're like, oh, it, it is. You know, I'm not afraid of the dark. I am the dark. I am the night. I also worked at a haunted house, and I loved it. Kev, did, uh, you did as well, right? I did for yeah. So we had a um, a you know, grammar school, grade school, whatever you want to call it, uh, haunted house. It, it, <laughs> it was actually a part of the church. It was in the church basement. And it... it church basements know, are terrifying. Dude, this... Inherently. Was like, it was yeah. creepy. Like, the, they've got the huge boiler and everything's all cobwebby, just naturally cobwebby. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, they didn't put that there. It was just, that's just what it looks like. Um, so they run a, a actually a really, really cool haunted house. And it's been on, like, lists in chicago as like one of the best ones in chicago and and stuff and for for the budget that they have i mean which is probably nothing um they do a really good job with it um so yeah i worked that a couple years and i helped uh one year i helped build a couple of the sets for like a a couple days or whatever it was um i love that stuff so much Um, um, if i could own buy and own a haunted house one day i will we're actually totally working on a script about a haunted house it's like a kind of um tiger king meets a uh low budget haunted house oh my god hilarious (laughs) i can't wait to read it i like uh i grew up in a haunted house though so like for me it would just be like normal Just business yeah. as usual. Normal just Tuesday usual. night for Sheila. Yeah, we, so. uh, our house growing up was just, it was totally haunted. We, we were the first family to like move into it um, after the guy that built it, which, you know, whatever, it's Chicago. So nothing's like a very old, hello, the fire, you know. Um, so the house is only like 60 years old or whatever. Um, but the, the guy that built it, Gene Salerno, he totally haunted the place. He, he passed away in it and like was just not sure about another family living there. So he like constantly was doing stuff and you'd hear heavy boots coming up the stairs or you'd hear someone calling your name and no one was calling your name. Like, Oh my God. Uh, we would find books on our bookshelves that weren't ours, things like that. Like that was like, he was obsessed with his roses and we'd find these like how to prune rose books on our shelves like no reason they should be there we'd been living there for at least a couple of years that kind of thing um creepy yeah my when we first moved in this one this is a good one when we first moved in um my mom was trying to remember his name and she was in the kitchen she was like you know making sandwiches or whatever she was doing and she was like what was his name again i know that the son was this and the, the wife was that was his name this or was it gene and a cutting board that was leaning against the wall literally fell off the wall and flat onto the countertop, like the opposite way. Like it didn't slide down. It like literally fell off. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, Gene, Gene Slayer, no. Okay, uh, Gene, hello, Gene, <laughs> hello. Okay, Gene Slayer, no, I'm going to take care of the roses. <laughs> you're, you're here. Um, so we, oh, we had, yeah, just he, he was mostly a friendly ghost, but he was a little bit um, unhappy with, other people being there i think when we first moved in. Like, just, just don't forget who built this place okay yeah <laughs> i built yeah. this place well and sometimes like our computer room our, our back room was was the room that he he passed away in and so you'd be in the, you'd be working on the computer and there'd just be a time in the night where you would just be like nope it's not my room anymore like you'd literally like just feel the air change and you'd be like no right. i'm just i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to bed now i'm gonna turn this computer off and go upstairs <laughs> It's not I, worth it. I do have a question though for for both of you because you guys have both had 
supernatural experiences and i have only had one but i was like a little kid so it's kind of like fuzzy do you guys ever talk to the ghosts in the house or is that like a no-no do you just like not communicate with them like or is it best to be like hey gene what's up man how you doing like do you acknowledge his presence sometimes sometimes we i mean i don't know about you kevin but sometimes like we would like say like all right gene like okay we we, we hear okay. you loud and clear you know okay. <laughs> like, you know that's why that i was wondering stuff. i'm like do you is it best to just be like to well, not say anything well perfect example of me like you know i was i was being a little snot so uh my friends and i around halloween when i was in eighth grade so like 13 um we did a haunted house and the girls set up the haunted house in my parents house and then the boys from our, our grade were gonna like walk through the house and then we were gonna have a Halloween party after. Harmless fun. It's gonna be great, right? So we're prepping for the haunted house. Mom's making spaghetti for the brain bowl, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, mom, what if Eugene comes to the haunted house tonight and makes it a real haunted house? And my mom's like, Sheila, don't, don't do that. Just don't egg him on. I'm like, but wouldn't that be so cool? Like, and I was just being a stupid teenager. And literally, we had this like home sweet home little um, cross spooned thing like hanging over the doorway where I was standing. And it fell off of the doorway and swooped my ponytail, like, basically, like clipped the back of my head and then poof, on the floor. And I, when I tell you that I screamed, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Eugene. I'm sorry. I was just being funny. Like, <laughs> So like, yes, talk to him, but also like, don't piss him off. That's, that's good to know. Amy yeah. doesn't believe in ghosts, but she doesn't fuck with that shit. So like, yeah, there's been a couple of times case, right? to, to, to practical joker. We'll be laying there in the middle of the night and I, and I, I'll just go, if there's anyone here, communicate with us. Then she just goes, like, shut not the at all. fuck <laughs> up. Like she gets really, really upset. And she'll be like, I will kick you out of this bed and you will sleep on the couch, sir. I'm, it's, I'm not, it's not, even, not even a game at this point. Cause she like, she does not play games of ghosts. And, so and she doesn't good. even believe in it, but she just doesn't want to open the door just in case, yeah. which I get. Yeah. So I get I, that. I totally get that. And I'm just a little trickster. So I think that that stuff's funny, but then I, I, I guess I wouldn't think it was so funny if I, invoke some crazy stuff into my house so maybe i need to quit doing that so yeah that i think we we may have talked about this on a, on a different podcast a little bit but i think it's always good to say that don't mess with stuff that you don't know about and especially when it comes to a thing called divination or if you're trying to communicate with anything um <laughs> i used to be in a band a long time ago and we practiced um, our drummer's uncle. He owned like a bunch of warehouses um, in uh, not Crystal Lake, uh, Lake Zurich or something like that. It was pretty far. Um, anyway, it was out in the middle of nowhere. It was like an industrial area. And, uh, you know, we, we, he gave us a garage essentially that was part of his office. So like the garage part of his office. And then it was actually kind of nice because we can go in and they had a little kitchen and we could make food if we were hungry anyway. Well, when I was in college, I was super into, um, like we had formed like our own little paranormal group and, and all this ghost hunting stuff. And, um, our, we were bored one after practice one day and we all decided to, um, just kind of chill in the, their office, their, their office room, their like boardroom essentially is what it was. And one of my friends was like, oh, I'm going to try this form of divination. You get a bowl of water and you stare into it and you, and the longer you stare into it, um, you know, you're supposed to like see things and, and you can communicate with things. So we're like, okay, so he's doing that. And, and I'm just kind of sitting there almost like meditating. And I kid you not. I could literally, it was, and it, it sounded like someone was banging on a door in the distance. And I, and I said, I looked over at him. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm just trying this, this, you know, thing. I'm like, you need to stop right now because there are things that, that are trying to get in and you need to stop. And you need to stop. Uh, for the listeners at home, what you couldn't see is that Nate and I were just like shaking our heads. No, this entire story. We're just like, no, don't do it. No, no, no. no, no don't that's do even, it. even with my thing, like messing with Amy, I only do that because I know our place is not haunted at all. <laughs> like there's no one's died in this building. Okay. So like so, it's harmless, but yeah, if, 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 
you might be in a situation that is potentially there's a ghost. Don't talk, don't, don't provoke it. Just it's better to not do that, as Kevin so, was saying. So Kevin, what ended up happening? Did you did he stop? He did. He he did stop, but it was a little bit too late. Um <sighs> the next so um it, it was not only a band practice but space, but um, you know, we they were all, you know suburb kids that had nothing to do so they would go hang out there and, and stuff and and i wasn't there at the time but i got a call about a week after that from my drummer and a couple of his friends who were hanging out at the space and they were literally screaming and i'm like what the fuck is going on i'm like you guys first off you need to calm down and i yeah. don't know what's happening are you dying <laughs> like yeah so they had um shit just started getting weird at the practice space. They started hearing things down the halls. They started like one and they told me that they were walking. So it was, there were off there like cubicle spaces and stuff like that. One of the cubicle, they, from what they say, they looked at one of, um, they're walking by and they noticed the picture, a couple family pictures. And it looked like the eyes were blacked out on the people. I'm like, you got, (laughs) so we invited something in. Um, and, and we took care of it the next time we, we went, went over, um, and, and, you know, after that it was okay, but, um, you know, that's a whole, that just goes into a whole nother story thing, but, but the, just don't mess with things like when like people love like talking about messing with Ouija boards and stuff. Don't do that. Don't mess mess with Ouija boards. Please do not do that. You do not know who you're talking to. Literally. you have no idea. It's it's paranormal activity. The movie, like yeah. the way the husband comes home with that Ouija board, Miles was cracking up. He's like, "Oh yeah, I would totally do that." I'm like, "No, you wouldn't, no. because you would be kicked out. <laughs> you would yeah. not." Yeah. So, it's basically chat roulette with Satan and his, <laughs> right. and his yes. minions. Yeah. So, and that goes back to the film that I, the short film that I was writing on one of my true, you know, real event experiences. Um, you know, Bateman Road and which Sheila, I think you have a role in. And I think I'm years ago, it's been a long time in the making, <laughs> but, um, and I'm not going to get into the whole story because it's a very long story. Um, but it, it's the same kind of thing. We were out kind of ghost hunting and we were drawn, actually I was drawn to a certain uh, spot out in the suburbs and it ended up being this entrance to a forest preserve. And we, parked a car there. It was in my mom's minivan, red minivan. <laughs> there were seven of us in the car. It was packed. And we were just driving around. We had, we had heard that there were ghosts, like kind of famous, you know, Chicago land ghost stories. So we we're kind of checking out areas. And, and I just started driving and they're like, where are you going? I didn't have GPS. I didn't have anything like that. And I just ended up at this opening to a forest preserve at around midnight or however late it was. And they're like, how did we get here? I'm like, I don't know. I literally don't know. Something literally uh-huh. guided me here. My, well, the friend who invited the, the, whatever it was, bad spirit in, he was like, oh, well, he had a, a, a pendulum. So he's like, well, I can, I can, you know, divinate. I can ask questions. We can figure out something. And I'm no, like, okay. No, you can't. And the same, like, well. No, 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 no. <laughs> So anyway, I'm gonna, so this is a very long story. We'll get into it at, in a, on, a, on a different podcast. I think we'll save it for like a Halloween episode or something. Mm. But, but, but it ended up with um, we, we drove off after shit went down. I'm just going to say shit went down. There was a handprint that looked like a skeleton hand almost on the, on the outside of the car. No one had touched the outside of the car. We weren't outside of the car. We were inside. Nope, nope, um, nope. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it, anyway, I want to make a film about that experience. Um, Again, well, I'll be in that film because I won't be yeah. afraid because I'll be yeah. in it. Yeah, exactly. Kevin, I, I know you don't want to spoil too much of it, but I do want to jump in on the end of this just to bring up something that I always thought was really interesting that, that I didn't really think about until you told me the Bateman Road story, mm-hmm. which was the idea of like ghosts or like, more malevolent spirits or entities using other ghosts is like bait, yep. mm. which, which is crazy. And it, it, it totally makes sense. Right. So like, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but it is totally, you know, that's the, the whole context of Bateman road and the kind of the crux of the story. <laughs> but that, that's oh, something yeah. I think I is really interesting. 
I know I could feel them from now. Like they're still there. I know they are. Um, so, oh God. And uh, like, it's just such a cool story. And those ghosts, story. those ghosts that you guys conjured were the paladins obsidian, right? Yeah, they were. They <laughs> you were. guys summoned dark scream and, uh, what's the other one? You know what? I'm just going to, I'll go into it a little, a little bit more just cause I think it's just a fun story. So what happened was he was doing his little pendulum divinating thing and asking questions. And um, from what we gathered, it was a um, like the spirit of a young girl. Um, and, you know, we were at like how old we were trying to get like get get a gauge of how old she was and whatnot and what had kind of happened. It's hard because you can really only ask yes or no questions when you're doing something like that with a pendulum. So and I witnessed this with my own eyes. Um, because I, 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 I like the same story of when we were at the band practice rehearsal space and I felt there was something trying to get in. I, I started feeling that again. And it was worse. It was closer. And it was like it was encircling the car. And I said, Miguel, can you ask if they are here um, like to harm us? And I, I shit you not. I watched it with my own eyes. What, what you do is you spin the pendulum, you hold your, you, you hold it and you spin it around and you ask a question, depending on what way it swings is a yes or no. It stopped. It just stopped in the, and stopped moving. I mean, it's thinking about it. And that's when I put the car in drive and drove off. Oh I'm my like, God. You, you didn't want to let it make up its mind. Yeah. I was like, nope, we're done. We're They're, literally done. Okay. The, oh uh, the, the craziest thing now, now that's all crazy and whatever and and you know i can't explain any any of it i've been losing my mind i've been actually thing. losing it right yeah and we all were well it, well so so not only did that happen but once i drove off the people in the back started screaming because they saw a handprint on the outside of the glass of the car so that was a whole nother thing oh my god the scariest part and it was like validation for everything was that I was on a forum. This was probably, I don't even know how long after this was, but anyway, I was on a forum, like reading about, again, Chicagoland ghost stories and whatnot. I found, and I confirmed this with everyone who was there. <laughs> I can, uh, I read a story that was very similar to our experience at the same exact, on the same exact road, at the same exact spot. And I know it wasn't written by myself, or anyone who was with us. So it's happened to other people. Yes. So there are malevolent spirits in that area luring people to that area. Oh, it good. Is, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, I'm really glad you got out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Maybe he took something with him. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, right. yeah. Frig you. Yeah, frig you, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> That's that's two really good ghost stories we got in one episode. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I w- I would like th- I would like to do like well, a Halloween episode though. Oh for and, sure. And like do but it don't, like the whole time. Uh, but don't worry about bringing it up now though, dude. I listen to this one podcast. They bring up the same five <laughs> stories in every episode, and they've done four hundred. Yeah. yeah, and it's well, every episode. Ever- if you ever listen to the blank check guys, I feel like every episode they're trying to talk about how what's his name is from London, you know? <laughs> they're always there yeah. just like, oh, why, think, would you, why would you know anything about, about the UK? Why would you know anything about that? Yeah. <laughs> I think people that listen to it a lot are totally cool with that. That's just part of the, right. the charm. It's, it's and, <laughs> oh, Kevin and you're like, oh, so for the, the four people listening at home, maybe they won't like that. Right. But maybe right. eventually when we get more listeners, we'll work on it. But. Yeah. yeah, I think it's totally cool. Like, don't worry about like repeating stuff because, you know, it's all good. And for Bateman Road, we can do the same thing that we're trying to do with these script readings where we do like a radio play kind of thing with like a Oh, soundscape. that would be so cool. That's what I want to try to do with the hereditary scene. And even though that scene doesn't use music, I'm going to try to use a little bit of like light kind of like ambiance, you know, yeah. just to give it a little something and make it a little different than what was in the actual movie. I love the idea of like a radio play. Yeah, we're going Orson yeah. Welles. Oh, I'm yeah. in. To, I'm so uh, in. Not nearly yeah. as talented, but you know, we're gonna we have the we have the work <laughs> ethic of an early Orson Welles. <laughs> oh man. Um, do we have, how do you I guys? Mean, how do you? How do we wrap up? Like it? You know, is there anything else we want to do or say or just, talk about? Yeah, I mean, uh, we just kind of you know. We've got a little. Up. We've got a little news segment um, that we can go into. I don't know, Nate. Do you have any news? 
Dude, let me actually oh, okay. uh, Google her name real quick. Uh, yeah. Give me one second. I'm sorry, guys. Ugh. How dare you? <laughs> I had this ready. I had this ready. Bad right now. A- amateurs. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So this the story I have. Sorry, I'm having this needs to load. So uh, the actress uh, Jeanette Moss. Uh, she. Uh, plays one of the uh, creepy witches in the upcoming Resident Evil 8 village. She passed away uh, from cancer at the age of 39. And um, yeah, broke my heart to read that just because she's so young. And we were just talking about Resident Evil village on the, on the last episode and how cool her character looks and stuff. And then we find out like five days ago that she, you know, passed away of cancer. So on a morbid note, that's really the only kind of, piece of news i have to bring to the table i don't really think anything else is coming up as far as like new trailers or anything do you guys have anything um no you know what we'll leave we'll leave it with that you know i i think that's on a morbid note but yeah that just happened and our thoughts go out to her family and friends and everyone who knew her because cancer sucks and no one deserves to go through that so i'm so sorry for your loss yep so on that note sheila it was fantastic having you on this podcast. We love yeah. you. You, you guys. will be in every one of our <laughs> films, yep. whether it be a short or feature or whatever we're doing. <laughs> know that you will be involved in some way. <laughs> and I will be there with bells on. I, if you want bells. I, I'll get bells if you want bells. Bells optional. <laughs> yeah, I just no. want to say thank you for being such a great friend. Uh, thank you for always being there throughout the years. Thank you for being someone that is fun to be around, who has infectious energy, and who just makes life just generally more pleasant to have you in it. So thank you so much for being on the show. And not yeah, we're not trying to to wax your car too much, but we think <laughs> you're great. And we wanted to, to make sure we had you on as one of our first guests. Well, I think you guys are great. And I, you know, I, I value obviously the work that we do together. We make some really cool stuff, but I just really dig hanging out with you. So anytime you want to make something, I'm, I'm just in, you guys are literally the best. And to those listening at home, uh, these guys filmed my wedding for me because they're awesome. And my, my, so my husband and I were watching it on our anniversary, some of our stuff. And I was like, we could totally repurpose this into a scary movie. Like there's stuff in, (laughs) in some of like, it feels like the before, like a big thing happens or like maybe there's a, you know, I don't know. I just think that we could repurpose some of that footage. There's, there's potential there. <laughs> there's potential there for like an apocalyptic change or something crazy to oh, happen. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, I really, guys, thanks for having me. This was a treat and a half. And and I I love, I loves you both very much. Same here. I love you too. And first of many times, hopefully we'll bring you on a bunch of times. Absolutely. Actually, it's we- in my writer that I have to be on at least like every fifth episode or something. <laughs> exactly. And you can only have green M&Ms. Or whatever, like people have the crazy stuff in their writers. Yep. It's just the basics. Yeah, just that's that's how you roll. So for for anyone who's made it this far, um, check out some of the films that Sheila is in uh, that we have made. You can go to intothevoidfilms.net and watch all of our films right on the homepage right there. So go and check that out. Um, thank you for making it this far. We We truly appreciate everyone. Give us a like, follow us, share us. Send us a message. Whatever you want to do, we'll take it. This has been Those Who Remain. 